0: and get all your information so thank y'all so much i appreciate y'all i really do so as we conclude our um i'm trying to go off these notes anybody who know me know i don't really do notes i just have them but um as we conclude our conversation on um grief um we've had some dynamic guests who shared um grief and their experience of grief in different forms um miyoshi shared you know the loss of her daughter grief um from a loss of a loved one um and uh king famous shared the loss of a uh, friendship tiffany shared a, an event a, a loss of uh, a pieces of herself if you will and i want to continue talking about grief one thing that I learned and just having the conversations and then just kind of looking up grief is that grief, you know, oftentimes we uh, couple grief and mourning together. And in my just study time and prayer time and just kind of researching it, grief and mourning are two totally different things. What I learned was is that grief is uh, the response to loss. Um and not necessarily loss of just loss of someone, but loss of um, self, loss of a spouse, meaning a divorce or loss of friendship, loss of a job, loss of a uh, dream, loss of a lifestyle that you work so hard to have loss of a it it, it grief is a response to something, um, some type of loss. You know, some type of uh, deficit and mourning. What I looked up, I looked up the difference between the two. And what I found was that um, grief is more so internal, but mourning is like the outward ex- expression of what's going on on the inside. We've like I said, we've talked about different um ways and different experiences of grief. And there's no specific way to grieve. There's no right. Uh, I'm not gonna say right or wrong way, but there's no specific way to grieve. Some people grieve, um, with sadness. Sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's, it's agitation. Um, sometimes it's, um, loneliness. Sometimes it's, um, isolation. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, defensive. I mean, it's so many different layers to grief. And I think sometimes we think of grief only to be sorrowful and only to be crying and down in the dumps. but you can be angry and grieve. And I want to just kind of hang out there because that is how I showed my grief for so long. For so long, I was angry and I could tell you why. Yeah, I could tell you why I was angry, but I didn't realize that what I was really doing was grieving a situation. I was grieving the absence of something. I was grieving what I thought should have been. I was grieving how I felt my life should have should, should be at this time. I was grieving. And instead of crying, I got mad. And it's not until I started doing my research and prayer and I realized that all this time I was grieving and my grief was the fact that my parents were married and my father wasn't there. Now, how is that right? Like you did this, like you and my mama was married and not barely married, but like, y'all was like two and a half decades in this thing when I came around and now that I'm here, you gone. I'm confused. Because I get to hear my sisters talk about this wonderful father who they saw day in and day out and provided. And they saw how my mom and my my father functioned. And they saw the marriage. And here I come, Johnny, come lately. And I didn't get to see that. I was mad as heck. I was very upset. And so that anger built up and I misplaced it. Like I was angry at different people not realizing I was just grieving the loss. Not physical but the actual absence which is still a loss to me because i know that my household was supposed to consist of two people my my nieces they household consisted of two people my friend's household consisted of two people why mine only got one so i was mad i was very very angry and so one of the things that i noticed about that anger is that i was grieving i was grieving and the thing is in that i felt like i couldn't truly get in touch with all of who I am because I only had one parent so not only was I grieving the absence of my father but I was grieving the absence of part of who I felt like I was I don't know I only know Eva's part I don't know nothing I know I ain't gonna say I don't know about Sam's part but I don't know I didn't know Sam's part the way that I felt like I should have things that I knew Eva's part and that's my mother and my father and so I talk about that because It's a lot, a lot, a lot of times that we walk around and we have this anger and we have these emotions. And it's truly because when we unpack it, we are grieving some um, experience or event that happened to us. And we are finding ourselves stuck in that moment. One of the ladies said last week when we were waiting for our guests to come on that sometimes in grief, you get stuck. And I believe that we get stuck because it's, I understand this happened, but I don't know why this happened. And because I don't know why this happened, I don't understand the meaning of this happening, I can't go forward and get through this. And a lot of times we find ourselves right there because we're wanting to know why. We're wanting to have a better understanding oh, well, this happened because of this. And We may not ever understand why things happen. So I want to talk about grief and how to continue to maneuver through it. Y'all know I ain't one that get over nothing. Because to me, when you get over it, it's still there. But when you get through it, you are breaking down everything that would try to build itself back up to remind you and pull you back to a place that God has allowed you to get and navigate through. So i want to talk about different i got all this paper i want to talk about different um different uh grieving not mechanisms but different ways that we have grieved and how we can get through them so i was um talking with one of my friends or actually not one of my friends well she is one of my friends but i asked you guys to send in questions and send in you know um statements about grief and one of the things she said was, why is it that grief is always, um, people always associate or, or automatically think grief is sorrowful or um, sad or depressive? Like, And I asked her, I said, okay, well, do you think there's good grief? And she was like, yeah. And so as I was praying over this, I'm not sure if there's a good grief, but I know that you can grieve healthy and unhealthy. And the unhealthy grief is holding in the anger. The unhealthy grief is uh, being depressed, it's and, and staying depressed, I'm not gonna say being, but remaining depressed, or remaining isolated, or remaining a, a, agita- uh, agitated, or remaining uh, in, in a place to where um, you don't really uh, wanna deal with people or let people really wanna deal with you, you know, isolated. Those are unhealthy ways to grieve. Grief is important. And there are healthy ways to grieve. Grief is inevitable. We're going to go through things in life that's going to cause us to grieve and mourn. But we just have to make sure that we grieve and mourn in a healthy manner. Cry out. Pray. Get you some counseling. Get you some help. Journal. I know uh, of a lady who does kickboxing. Because she had to get all of her aggression out. She's grieving. Baby, kickbox. Go sign up for a class kickbox. Do what needs to be done to free up all of that stuff in you that's causing you to grieve and preventing you from moving forward. One of the things that I looked up and I had to to share, grieving losses is important because when you grieve it properly in health and a healthy manner, it allows you to free up energy that is bound to the lost person, object or experience so that you can reinvest that energy elsewhere. Healthy grieving results in an ability to remember the importance of your loss, but remembering it with a newfound sense of peace rather than searing pain, Grieve. cry, there is no limits or cap on grieving. Nobody can tell you when to stop. Nobody can tell you when to turn it off. It is a process. I know I've said day by day, but sometimes, baby, it is a second by second process. How many of us on here can honestly say that when we have grieved healthily, we have healthily grieved a situation or a person, we found something uh, different about ourselves or in ourselves during the process not afterward because it's not always afterward it's It's during that process. During that process, I'm crying. During that process, I'm grieving. During that process, I'm being real about how I feel like, God, how could you let this happen? Because let's talk about that part of the grief. Sometimes in our grieving, we do blame God or we find ourselves upset with God because you could have saved them. You could have done this. You could have spared me from the hurt of this lost or failed relationship. God, you could have spared me this divorce. I know you gave me many signs, but why are you just say slap me and be like girl wake up like why i have to go through all that you knew that dude or you knew that girl wasn't right for me god why you just ain't let them move clear across town and made it impossible for us to be together like why you just didn't step in the way i would have wanted you to step in and prevent me from all this heartache why we had to go through all this god like you knew this job was gonna lay me off why you had him call me and hire me in the first place you knew, God, that I was not gonna be able to uh this was, situation was gonna happen and this car was gonna get repo. Why you let me get this car five years ago? You knew I was gonna get down to almost the last payment and couldn't make it. God, why you didn't intervene? I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm disappointed. All of those are emotions associated with grief. And it's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to ask those questions. I just don't stay mad at God. Of course, we don't stay mad, but it's okay to have those emotions. And it's okay, it's even better to take those emotions to him so that he can help you navigate them. See, a lot of times we want God just to take that stuff away, but how can we learn and how can we grow and how can we help someone else to grieve in a healthy manner if we have not navigated the grief that we're facing? If we have not navigated The emotions that we're facing, it's real. Why else would the Bible say not be anxious? Don't be afraid. Don't let the anger go down on your wrath. They're not telling us that because it's a sin to do. They're telling us that because situations are going to arise and you're going to have these emotions. But when you have these emotions, don't go to bed mad. When you have these emotions, don't stay anxious. Bring that stuff to me. When you have these emotions, you're fearful. Bring it all to me. When you're disappointed, when you're downcast, bring that all to me. Jesus understood the assignment. You know, that's what we said. He understood it because he went through all that. You don't think he wasn't disappointed. Why did he go in the garden and say, if there's any other way I can do this, take the cup. Cause I don't want to do this. This is what? This is what you want me to, what? But nevertheless, And so I, nevertheless, as I am angry, but nevertheless, God, I know that you are not purposely going to hurt me. And there is something in this, there's something in this that is going to teach me how to grieve properly. So therefore, when it is my turn to be on the encouraging end of someone, then I can encourage them with something that I know and not just with something that I read or heard different ways or different um, reactions to grief I want to read this because some of this stuff kind of made more a lot of sense especially in the different times in your life when you know that you're, you have grieved or maybe grieving now so physical reactions to grief um, tightness in your chest feeling weak uh, tired nausea restlessness um, tearfulness, Um, behavioral reactions of forgetfulness, confusion, dreaming of the person you've lost, um, anger, shock, denial, numbness, loneliness, apathy, irritability, misplaced anger, Um, examples of social reactions. And I really wanna talk about this. Being unusually dependent on other people, withdrawing from friends, relationship difficulties, avoiding family, colleagues, and friends, neglecting yourself but caring for others y'all let's talk about it especially us as women did y'all know that was a common reaction to grief neglecting ourselves but caring for others and i'm like god where where would we do that would we possibly be grieving when we do that and for me is If I don't feel like I'm being the mother that I have, sometimes I can be real. I have these unrealistic expectations about myself. And my husband tells me that all the time. I don't expect that from you. The kids don't expect that from you. You are expecting something from you that we have not even thought about. So I have these unrealistic expectations of myself as a mother. And when I don't meet them, I grieve that. So therefore, I will run myself completely ragged, not because I only because I love you, but I feel like if I don't do this, I'm letting them down. So I'm grieving the fact that I'm not even measuring up. So I don't deserve to this, this and that. I don't deserve this, this and that. So now I'm feeling guilty, which is another reaction to grief. So now I am stretching myself completely thin. Why all the time they just want me to sit down and rest and watch this movie with them. And I'm feeling like I got to make sure that this is spotless. I got to make sure this kitchen is right. I got to make sure this dinner is right. I I done just worked a whole eight-hour shift. And I still, I don't care. I'll I'll come work another eight-hour one, which only leaves me about eight hours to sleep. But I need a whole hour and a half for a shower. So that leaves me five hours to sleep for me to get up and do it all again the next day. So you are taking care of everybody else while you running on about four hours of sleep. Ain't had nobody's dinner. Halfway ate lunch. Ate a banana for breakfast, and you're expecting Tiffany to be a hundred percent mommy and wife off of four hours of sleep and half of a half of a meal. And y'all know how I eat. I gets down. Grieving. Cause I am disappointed in myself grieving because that part of my identity, I feel like I'm falling short of how many of us, especially during our time of transition have grieved because we're no longer who we once were, but yet we're still becoming who God wants us to be. And because what used to fit no longer fits, and I'm not quite sure how this is finna look now. I'm stuck. Hello, transition. And now I'm grieving. Because when I try to go back to what no longer fits, it's weird and uncomfortable. And it's a—it's not a wholly uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I ain't supposed to be doing it. But then, I'm not quite where I, I feel. I need to be in this level of who God is calling me to become. So now it's like a sense of loss of self. So now I'm grieving and I don't do anything. I've done it and I know I'm not the only one, but in that moment we have to learn not to get stuck. Yeah, that don't work no more. So I have to unbecome so I can become. And I can't grieve my unbecoming, because if I grieve my unbecoming, I miss the grace that God has given me in my becoming for his glory. I cannot, in longevity, I cannot be stuck. Thank you, Holy Spirit, help me fix it. I cannot be stuck in grieving who I'm unbecoming, because then I will miss the grace that God is giving me In the the becoming for his glory. I cannot get stuck in the grief of unbecoming. Y'all, because unbecoming is painful. And you can mourn it. Not so much because I'm not that person anymore. But because when you unbecome, it puts you in a place to become. But when you're in that place to become, it's like, what next? How do I do this? How do I move forward? How do I speak now? How do I think now? How do I move now? How do I encourage now? How do I operate now? So grief is important. Grief is important. It's very much so a part of life. Grief is definitely a part of who we are. And we have to learn to grieve in a healthy, healthy way. Loss of any and all sorts. Physical loss. Man, grief. I still remember the loss of my father. And that was 21 years ago. I was 16. I remember what I had on. I remember it. I was 16. I'm not going to go into too many details. But I remember it. I remember the loss of my very first friendship. that, That was the world to me. I remember it. I remember it. I remember the loss of a job. First job I was fired from, can y'all believe they fired your girl? They did. They fired your girl. I was a teenager. Whatever, don't judge me. But they fired me. And they had a good reason to. And it's none of your business, why well, I'm not going to tell you. But they had a good reason too. I wasn't stealing. It wasn't nothing like that. I just I was really flip-mouthing, you know. I was just flip-mouthed to the wrong person. So, yeah. And I got fired. And it hurt my feelings. I was in a wrong, but it still hurt my feelings. And I grieved it. I didn't want to look for another job. I had senior dues. I had um, driver's ed. I had a lot of different things due. And my mother made it very clear at a certain age, you are going to pay for this yourself. But I felt bad. I was like, what if I apply for this job? And they put this on my record and now they ain't going to hire me because they still think I got a flip mouth. I mean, I did have a flip mouth still, but it just wasn't bad. Like, I had learned my lesson. But the point was, I grieved. And for a while, I didn't find no job. Until stuff started being due and I kind of had to. I had to move from that place of grief. You know? But as I got older, even now, I don't always grieve healthy, but I'm learning to. I'm learning to understand that the disappointment is a sign of grief. I'm learning to understand that when I'm shook, I can have a response to that. I don't need to let everybody know my response, but I can have a response to that. I'm not. I'm not. We're not robots. It's supposed to do something to me. I'm I'm human. I have feelings. I have a heart. I care. I wouldn't do that to you. So when it's done to me, I feel a certain type of way. You know, when something is lost, I have a problem. It it hurts. This, This loss came by surprise. This hit me out of left field. But I can give all that to God. And allow his Holy Spirit to teach me how to properly grieve. So that I can help the next person. It's not easy. God didn't say it was going to be. It's part of the process. But in us grieving, we do learn something about ourselves. Not only strength, not only um, grieving healthy, but we learn a piece of our identity. We learn a piece of our identity. And that part of our identity, we can allow God to use that to push his purpose. However, he sees fit, because we're gonna come across someone that we're gonna have to encourage in grief, but also minister at a level of uh, experience in grief. Absolutely, the Bible says that he is close to those who are brokenhearted. He is close to those he he binds up the wounds. Sometimes we cry when we're wounded. Sometimes we get angry when we're wounded. Sometimes we're disappointed when we're wounded. Sometimes we are shocked that we're wounded. Sometimes we get depressed when we're wounded. Sometimes we get um, defensive when we're wounded. Sometimes we get offended when we're wounded. Sometimes we get vengeful when we're wounded. All of it is a response to grief. But as long as we are processing it and grieving it in a healthy way, talk about it when you're ready. Write it down. See a counselor. Find you someone that you know has your best interest and heart and is a good listener. Someone who you know will listen only when you want them to listen, but also will give you feedback when you're ready for it. Get you a counselor. Get you a counselor. But most importantly, y'all pray, pray and be so for real in your prayers. I'm not talking about structured prayers, but God, I need you. God, this hurts. God, I don't understand. God, did I do something? Even if that's not the case, ask the question. God, did I do something? Why did you let this happen? God, help me to see it from a different perspective. God, I'm hurting and I can't see past my hurt. God, I'm mad and I can't see past my anger. God, I'm depressed, I'm lonely, I'm alone. I know you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me, but God, I feel alone in this thing. Point me to someone else who can can help me, who's experiencing the same thing. God, I need some help with this. And I want to grieve right, but bruh, I am hurting. I'm shook and I need your help. That type of stuff, that authentic prayer, that genuineness, and your cry out, oh, that gets his attention, and he'll help you. He'll help you. Grief is inevitable. We can't stop it. King Famous says Sunday, suffering is inevitable. We can't stop it. It's a part, it's a part of life. Now, that's the part of life we really don't want to talk about, but hey, it's not talking about it ain't going to change it. It's a part of life. But as long as you grieve healthy man, listen. That's what we come to care about. Grieve healthy. Don't hold it all in, please. Yes, be cautious who you talk to. Pray and ask God. Be very discerning in that. Cause you want to make sure that you are talking and, 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 and releasing it to someone who has the capacity to not only carry this stuff, but give this stuff to God and pray on your behalf and cover you in the, in the areas and in the times you can't cover yourself. I can't always pray when I'm grieving. I got my prayer partners. I I, I ain't got to make no phone call. I can send out a text. Cause I can't always do it. I'm too mad to pray. I'm too hurt I can't right now, and yes, I'm still saved, and yes, God still loves you, and yes, you still love him, but right now, I, I I can't find the words. Get you somebody. God will send them. Maybe you don't even have to seek them, but God can place you on their heart, and baby, trust me, I know I got some people on this line where God placed you on their heart. They may never reach out to you, but baby, you best believe that your name is being called out from a sincere place up into heaven. And God is listening, ready to move. So, y'all, let's grieve healthy. Grieve healthy. Get it out. That's the main thing. Let it out. If you have to drive somewhere by yourself to a park or just get somewhere by yourself and scream, I have done that. I've done that. Because sometimes the tears don't come. When I'm angry, it just depends. But get it out. Because that frees up. That frees up for God to come in and be God. It frees it up. It makes room. Another thing. Baby, grieve as long as you need to. Grieve as long as you need to. Because only you and God know this process. And please know, just because it does not. Affect you the way that it once did, and you have a moment that's quite all right. It's been 21 years, and I still have my moments with my father. It's been how long have I graduated? It's been a decade or so, it's been longer than that. I don't know why I'm not. It's almost been 20 years since I graduated high school, and that loss of a friendship. Sometimes I still think about it, and I don't cry. But I just think about it. Like, I wonder if we were still friends now, where would we be? Of course, it runs across my mind. Now, as far as those relationships, like with boyfriends, I don't think about none of them. Because I got Mr. Carter, so I don't really need to think about none of them. However, I do think about what would have happened had I not gotten pregnant with Cameron and went to Southern University and became a nurse. Would I have finished? what I have completed? I think about that sometimes, I do. But then I look at how my life is now. It may not be exactly like I planned it. I mean, let's be real, who who's is? But I see where I've grown from there Until now. Even how I have grieved the situations. Mm -hmm. I've grieved unhealthily. And I'm learning to grieve healthy. So as we close. I thank y'all for hanging out with me and listening. If I can leave anything with y'all. It is to let it out. However you let it out. That don't harm nobody. (laughs) Let it out get it out what's on the outside let it come out so that you can make room for the right things to come in like healing and peace and take your time in your process this ain't no race second by second not even day by day second by second let's go to god in prayer father we first want to just thank you for helping us to understand and realize the importance of grief and the role that it has in our lives. God, there's no way to escape it. There's no way around it, underneath it, but there is a way through it. And Father, you are that way. We thank you, Lord, for navigating us through the different areas and levels of grief That we find ourselves facing each and every day, be it a loss of a loved one that meant the world to us, God. Be it a loss of a friendship, Lord God, be it a loss of um, a status, God, be it a loss of an object, Lord God, be it an experience, oh God, that left us traumatized, oh God, that left us, oh God, losing sense of ourself or direction, oh God, maybe it's a dream that has yet to come to pass and we feel like it's lost, God, we thank you for teaching us how to properly navigate through the grief in such a way that is healthy, God. God, we understand that many are our plans, but it is your way that prevails, God. We understand, Lord God, that there are things that have happened, oh God, that you did not cause, but you may have allowed, God, for your glory. And even if we don't understand how the glory looks and how you get glory out of it, God, what we do know is that you have never left us by ourselves, God. You have given us people to surround us, people to stand in the gap for us. And you've even allowed us to surround other people and stand in the gap for them as they grieve. Father, I pray and I ask right now that you would touch every heart, Lord God, that is on this live, God, that is grieving, oh God, or that will grieve something, Lord God. Help them to let it out and may you be the source in whom they let it out to, oh God. May they bring their frustration. May they bring their anger. May they bring every emotion to you and as they bring it to you, let you teach them how to move forward in it, God. Letting them know and reminding them that even though they have experienced a loss. God, all is not lost, Father. Sometimes, God, we find ourselves in these situations only to lose a piece of ourselves so that we can gain an even greater piece of ourselves. It's hard to understand that while we're hurting. It's hard to understand that when we're angry. It's hard to understand that when we're depressed. It's hard to understand that when we're lonely. But one thing that we can know that we know, God, is that you are right there with us every step of the way. So, Father, I am asking now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will. Would bind up the brokenhearted right now, Lord God, and that you would draw close to us, oh God, and that you would help us to see ourselves the way that you see us in this season of grief, oh God, in any season that we find ourselves grieving. Help us, oh God, not to grieve or prolong the grief of unbecoming so that we can, oh God, obtain the grace to become for your glory. Lord God, I'm asking that you would show us, Father, how to do this thing in such a way that still brings you glory and still brings you honor yet keeps us oh God intact oh God and in connection to our humanity because even though we're Jesus lovers it does not separate us from being human but it's even in our humanness that you use it all for your glory so God may we be real and may we be truthful about the areas and emotions of our grief so you can help us God we know that it won't always be like this So, God, since we know it won't always be like this, we take our time in the process so we don't miss nothing. So we don't miss the growth. We don't miss the becoming. We don't miss seeing you as healer. We don't miss seeing you as Lord. We don't miss seeing you as king. We don't miss seeing you as God. We don't miss seeing you how you choose to show yourself to us. God, we love you. And, God, we thank you. I ask and I pray right now that you being God and as big and great as you are, would just wrap your arms around us individually and whisper to us and remind us that we belong to you and you belong to us. And as long as we keep that connection, there is nothing No grief that we will face that we can't get through. We love you, Almighty God. And we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank y'all so much. I love y'all. Have a great night. And remember to grieve healthy.